0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Romans 13 Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of the possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honour, then honour. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time, The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh.
1: Anyone who yearns for social transformation should sit long in this chapter. Should we try to overthrow evil regimes? Should we lobby for kingdom values to be embodied in all of society? In this chapter, Paul sets out a staggering vision for how the church engages with that question. Clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Roman government had arrested Paul and killed his friends. The Roman government epitomised the depraved minds Paul highlighted in chapter one. And even though Paul has just told the Roman church that they are more than conquerors, that they will inherit all the earth, Paul then tells the church to submit to these senseless and ruthless authorities. How does that make sense? Well, Paul really meant it when he said we should clothe ourselves with Jesus as Lord. Jesus said we defeat evil by turning the other cheek. Jesus said we lead people into new places by washing their feet. Don't get him wrong. It wasn't that Jesus didn't care about social injustice, nor that he withdrew from society and passively let it happen. No, Jesus went to war with the world, but he did it with love. Fighting against injustice with love is what Paul urges the church to do. This is quite at odds with how much of our culture tries to achieve justice. In a culture that doesn't believe in God, of course we humans have to be the agents of social transformation. And so easily that can become one set of humans fighting against another set of humans who are seen to be abusing their power. But we believe in God. And we are a counterculture convinced that God wants to overthrow abusive power more than we do, and that he uses the cross of Christ to do it. Our conclusion must be that we will see God defeat evil, not by making others into enemies, but by choosing to love those who practice evil. Tyrants are overthrown by God when God's people humbly submit to them. Humble submission isn't fawning or weak. It can still register disagreement and even sometimes active dissent. But we do everything deliberately as love, trusting that as we lovingly serve others, God will act and he will bring justice in the end. Now, this is a huge topic, far beyond this quick comment. And let's admit, even what we've said so far is actually quite hard. But just because it is complex and hard doesn't mean we should skip on past it. Love is a choice that we make out of trust in our Father and in apprenticeship to our Lord. And love changes the world. Here is a question for reflection. Who's a ruthless, senseless, faithless person that you could really love?